stand to our feet this morning. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer, get our minds on the Lord, begin to meditate, give our attentions and our emotions, every answer our being to a God that is good and a God that has been faithful. Amen. We have our bishop and sister White that are in Tennessee for an ACE traveling. We have many that are fighting sickness in this church and we are a unified body. We are a family and we need to be praying for them. Can we close our eyes and lift our hands this morning and just begin to get our minds on the Lord? I know we have a lot of things just swimming in our emotions, swimming in our mind, but we've come to worship him. We've come to interact with him. And somebody have the faith to lift their voice and believe with me that there is a God that is good. There is a God that is dynamic. There is a God that can do all things exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think. Oh, God of Jacob, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. 
We just thank you, God, for who you are and what you are going to do in this place this morning. God, we've come to worship you. We've come to magnify you. And God, you have plans and intentions for us in this service. And God, I have come to receive it. God, I have come to experience it. And God, we've come to interact with you. The God of ancient times, the ancient one of Israel, God, begin to move into this place from the youngest to the oldest. God, I rebuke any distracting spirits in this place this morning. And God, let it be power, love, and a sound mind in this place, God. Lord, we need you this morning. We're desperate for you. And God, we've come for the breakthrough. We've come to be ministered to. God, we've come to be counseled to, God. Lord, we've been to, uh, we've come uh, to be placed under the shadow of thy wings. Uh, and God, I don't want to move from this place until you change my name. And God, let liberty begin to rule in this sanctuary right now. Lord, we lift up our bishop. We pray for traveling mercies, God, and I pray that you commission your angels to minister to them and watch over them. God, we lift up everyone that is sick in this place. God, you are the great and wise physician, and I pray that you heal them right now in the name of Jesus. We've come to celebrate you, Jesus. Did somebody begin to praise him in the house? God inhabits the praises of his people, and we need a breakthrough here this morning. Oh, God, move into this place. These altars are open. Whatever you have need of, we'll pray, but it's God that does the work. The God of miracles, the God of wonders. Somebody here tonight, excuse me, this morning is desperate for God to move. This is your time. It's good to see our signs reminding us of our new life apostolic heritage right here and right now. It's your service. Our roots are deep and we shall not be moved, firmly planted. I am rooted in the word of God. I am rooted in the memorials and testimonies of what have God done in our life and done in this church. And he will continue to do no matter what. I'm believing that God has something for us this morning if we just believe. It's good to have our visitors welcome. Amen. Phoenix, so good to see you. Let's have church this morning. Let's be apostolic this morning. Let us experience you, God. Ensemble, sing unto our God.
be it too. Something with you too. Go back to Kodak. Just check chords. I gotta get back up here. Somebody believe it this morning. Somebody trust him this morning. God, you're beginning to move. Move the mountain, God. Bring down the strongholds. Break the chains. Somebody move with faith.
begin to move. Can we lift our hands this morning? God is beginning to trouble the waters. The angel is beginning to trouble the waters of this service. I've waited 32 years for this moment, 36 years for this moment, 36 months. Somebody begin to trust our God with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. Somebody have the faith to move a mountain. He is a, a healer. He is a healer. He is a counselor. He is my comforter. He is my all in all. God, begin to move. Begin to move, Jesus. That's it, Sister Kylie, we believe. We believe, we believe, we believe. Uh, here it comes, here it comes. Uh, here comes the wind, uh, here comes the rain. Somebody believe the sound uh, of the abundance of rain. I've been in this drought, God. Send the rain. Can we just begin to praise him all over this house? He inhabits our praise. 
we've got to praise him anyhow. Despite what's going on, we need to praise him. I want the enemy to fear our service. I want the devil to fear our service. Every fallen angel to fear what God is doing. Somebody praise our God and let the darkness fear us. Fear our church. Fear our God. Somebody praise. Somebody praise. Everything is broken in my life. Praise him anyhow. In my weakness, he is stronger. That's right, here he comes. Here it comes. We cry between porch and altar. Restore what the canker worm has taken. Oh, can somebody just believe with me right now? Can somebody just believe with me right now that our, our God can do all things exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think or rationalize? Can somebody believe that our God is unstoppable? Can somebody believe with me right now that my God is my man of war? He is the one that fights for me and he fights for us. Can somebody believe with me that he is the healer? Can somebody believe with me that he is my counselor? Can somebody believe with me that he is my strong tower, my high tower, my rod, my staff, uh, my shield? Can somebody believe with me, those desperate for a healing, that he is the healing balm of Gilead? Can somebody believe with me, those fighting in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, that he is the lily of my valley? Somebody praise your God in the house here this morning. Give our God a shout of praise. We thank you, God, for how you are moving and what you have intended for us. Uh, we sense a peace. Uh, we sense uh, a strength in our weakness. When I decrease, he increases. In my vulnerability, he shows his wonders. God is ready for somebody Somebody in this house this morning just to begin to just jump into the troubled waters. You've waited those 30 and 6 years for a healing. Those 30 and 6 weeks for a healing. 
those 30 and 6 days for a healing. But Jesus is in the midst of the people. If you would just take a moment and hear, as I could say, the man from Galilee. He is in the house. God, move into this place. Jesus, Jesus, we thank you, God, for how you're blessing those and what you have set up for us here this morning. Amen. We're going to sing unto the Lord. Continue to worship him. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. Maybe we need to say to that to ourselves when unbelief is prevalent in our lives. I believe his word. I believe that he is faithful. Move into this place, Jesus. The devil has no place. Every fallen angel has no place in the midst of this praise and this worship and this submission to God. You will have your way this morning, Jesus, and you are unstoppable. Does somebody believe? Do we believe that God is ready to move? Let us sing unto the Lord. Jesus, break this service wide open. Jesus.
we close our eyes and lift our hands. The cares of this life are outside these doors at this moment. The work week are outside these doors at the moment. The battle that you're about to go into are outside these doors at the moment. And this is called a sanctuary for a reason, where we can come and be safe in his arms. Can somebody just begin to open your heart right now? What somebody said to you is outside these doors. What is transpiring are outside these doors. And just begin to be saturated in the glory of our God. Peace be still. Peace be still. Shalom, Yeshua. Peace, Jesus. That's it. Somebody, somebody, somebody. Just be saturated in his peace right now. Peace be still from those thoughts. Peace be still from those emotions. Peace be still from those doubts and the uncertainty and self-esteem battles that we are going through. You are fearfully and wonderfully made by the Prince of Peace, the God of Peace. That's it. Somebody, somebody is encountering that peace right now. Peace be still in the storm in my life. Peace be still in the tempest of my life. Just be still and know he is God. And if we are still long enough, just like Elijah in the cave, we hear that still, small voice. God isn't in the fire. God is not in the earthquake. God is not in the wind. But some of us are looking at the destruction. God is not in these things, but he's in the still, small voice. Right now, somebody... Begin to talk to him as a child speaks to their father. Sons and daughters of the Most High. There's that thought coming and creeping again. Peace be still. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. The emotions that are beginning to creep up in the midst of your peace, I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. And I speak, peace be still. Doubt for the outcome of our family, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I trust God, and my God is faithful. Peace, be still. That's it, somebody. Be ministered to in the midst of his peace. God, gather us under your wings as a hen gathers her chicks. Under the feathers of thy love, peace, and compassion. God, we are protected, and you fight for us under those wings. That's it. I want a church that I experience, God. I want a church that I sense his presence and we interact. That's it. Peace is beginning to saturate right now. Let God just comfort. It said, come on to me, those that are burdened and heavy laden, and he shall give you rest. That shalom and that peace. Peace be still. This is a season of healing. I need peace, Brother Delion. I've been in the turmoil, I've been in the battle, I've been in the combat, I've been in the campaign. But I'm reassured in his peace that he is my man of war and he has gone before me in the fights. Peace be still. I'm rebuking the enemy right now because the enemy is the God of this world and the prince of the air, which is nothing but chaos, division, turmoil, heartache. But my God is a God of peace. I am rebuking the enemy right now in the name of Jesus and speaking into the atmosphere the peace of our God. Somebody believe it with me. We sang this morning that we believe. I believe in the ultimate omnipotent power power of God's peace. Uh, somebody believe with me this morning.
peace be still. Peace be still. Bo shalom Elohim. Come peace of God. That's it, wife. Sing unto the God of peace. Sing it down. Peace be still. Peace be still.
Thank you, God, how you're moving in this service. And God, we desperately need your peace in this house. In these turbulent, chaotic times, God, we need your peace that that passes all understanding. We thank you, God, for saturating this atmosphere with your peace. A peace in the midst of the storm. A peace in the midst of the tempest. Peace in the midst of the battle and campaign. Peace in the, mat- in the midst of thoughts and emotions. Peace, peace, God. We celebrate it. Can somebody thank him right now for how he is moving? I'm just seeing what God is going to do. I really sense that there are a few that have come with the expectation. There's many of us, we get that battle fatigue. We get the fog of war. We've been in such turmoil and combat that we come to a service believing that God is going to do something when God is ready to do something, and all he says is, run to me. This is your morning. God is not letting up at this moment of him saturating him, bestowing and bequeathing his peace to his sons and his daughters. Many of us here this morning are so war-weary that we feel that we can't go on. We're just going through the motions. It's that, mu- that spiritual muscle memory when God says, I want you to come up and let it go. Come on to me, those that are burdened and heavy laden. It says, come to me. Come to me, come to me and be made new and be strengthened and have your, your strength renewed. Feeble knees, be strengthened. Jesus, just going to wait another moment and see what God does. This is what church is about. Relationships between his children and the father. Ministering to his children. This is what it's about. This is the main focus of services and God is showing up and showing out right here and right now. I'm going to give somebody that one who they know who they are to come to this altar and we'll pray for you. We're a family. There's no shame and embarrassment when we run to God. That's strength. When I run to God in my vulnerability, that is a demonstration of strength and trust. I believe that King David, a man after God's own heart, was a warrior of warriors. But he knew how to fall on his face before God. And that's where his true strength lied. Come on, David, have the faith. Come on, sister, have the faith to run to this altar and grab the horns of this altar and watch your God work wonders in your life this morning. I'm pulling for somebody. Jesus, Jesus. God, move. We're in this together. Jesus. Service is still going. I know that we may be apprehensive. Thank you, Jesus. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning? Service isn't done yet. That's it. Come on. Somebody begin to praise him right now. Somebody begin to praise our God right now. Amen. Somebody begin to praise our God right now. Somebody begin to praise the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob.
Can we pray together as a church? Can we please stand to our feet this morning? And unity is everything. Unity is everything. Can we close our eyes and outstretch our hands to our dear friend of this church? Begin to lift your voice right now. You are the God of peace, that peace that passes all understanding. In the midst of depression, in the midst of the valley, in the midst of the shadow, you are still the God of peace. And I pray right now, God, that you bestow that peace, uh, that shalom right now, God. Begin to restore what the canker worm has devoured. Begin to restore what the palmer worm has devoured. And God, begin to restore what the enemy has stolen. God, we have come uh, to take back, God, our promises, uh, our anointing, uh, our identity, who we are. God, we've come to take back our unity. God, we begin to take back uh, who we are as sons and daughters. And God, we've come to claim it in the name of Jesus. Oh God, move in this place. Can you pray with me as a church? Oh God, you are with us. You are never leaving me. I am not alone. 
Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning? If God has done something in your life at the service thus far, can you let the atmosphere know? Amen. Our God is good. And you know what excites me, Evangelist Simmons, that the prince of the air is very fearful of what's going on here today. That we have dominated the airways with praise. Can somebody give our God a shout of praise here in the house? That sounds like 714 miles per hour of praise. That's the speed of sound. Can we let the sound in this place at 700 plus miles an hour be praise to the God of Israel? Amen. If you feel comfortable in doing so, or you can remain standing, you may return to your seats. So good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Man, God has moved thus far. And I am excited for the lives that he has changed and the situations that he's rearranged. I'm going to make a few announcements. As was said at the beginning of service, Bishop and Sister Wider in Tennessee, they're at an ACJC administration's training. Amen. Being renewed and refreshed and being encouraged about the curriculum for our New Life Academy. I do have another announcement. Uh, we have found a Los Angeles uh, purse, a little tiny purse. If somebody is missing a Los Angeles purse, please come see me after the service. Amen. We need to continue to pray for those that are fighting sickness. There is a lot of sickness going around in our community and in our church, but our God is a healer. Our God is the great and wise physician, and I believe my God can do all things. Amen. Don't forget the end of this month, we have our ACJC General Conference, the last week in July. We need to pray for the elections. There's a lot of elections going on, leadership switching around, and I just pray that God's will be done. And all things be done in decency and order. Man, Elder, only if Congress would pray that way, we may actually get something done. That all things be done in decency and order and in the will of God. Amen. Now, uh, we do have our academy mandatory orientation Saturday, 30 July from 10 to 2. As Sister White and several of the teachers have put out, a parent or guardian is required by the ACE curriculum. I trust that all the students for the academy, the candy fundraiser is going well. How many parents have been tempted to go in and say, I'll throw in the $2 for that king-size Kit Kat or that king-size Reese's Pieces or that king-size Reese's Pieces? Amen. I'll be honest with you, that Kit Kat, that Kit Kat saying my name. Amen. But I know that is a good fundraiser. Don't forget we have Vacation Bible School that is coming up. It's to be announced. And... I know that we have a lot of veterans in the sanctuary. Uh, myself and my wife, we've been praying about starting a veterans outreach. It's to be announced on how that's going to look and how that's going to be implemented. But if you are a veteran and you are interested in joining the veterans outreach, please get with me. And we, we kind of have a possible outline and a baseline of how that's going to be implemented, but all the specifics are yet to come. But please get with me if you have a burden or just want to join the Veterans Outreach because 
We have a very prominent service member and veteran community, when you agree. I mean, the entire economy of Colleen is pretty much predicated on veterans and for a hood. Amen. And that is a demographic that we need to reach in this apostolic faith. Amen. Are there any other announcements I may have missed this morning? It's just so good to see our visitors. I pray that God is moving on your heart. If not, we're going to receive our Sunday morning tithe and half shekel offering. Amen. Our ensemble may be seated. Must be seated. May be seated. Must be seated. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord. God has really moved in the service thus far. Amen. And in this particular season that we're at, as Bishop has reiterated and the preaching has gone forth, we are in a, a season of healing. Would we agree with that? We are in a season of healing. And we are in a season of restoration and our God taking away the old things and making all things new because that's what he does. Amen. And this particular message I am going to be preaching this morning, I was looking through an external hard drive and I went through my sermons archives. And I'm sure Elder Phillips and Evangelist Simmons and Brother Hillman ministers, we've gone through and we're like, man, what was that sermon again? We've gone back to our, our archives and be like, man, that's really applicable to today. When you agree, we've gone back and say, man, that was applicable or it applied back then, but now it's applicable today. And so this one is coming, uh, and it's interesting how God works. My wife was, uh, was looking for some of her master's degree information, and man, we had to dig through files years ago and came across this particular message. And this mes message I, pre I preached years ago, but it, it does apply to our particular season. See, God is ready to heal. Like a doctor is ready to give medicine and the treatment and the prognosis, but we've got to go to the hospital. And when we go to the hospital, we've got to apply the recommendations to our sickness from that doctor. And it is the same thing with God. God can heal. God can remove. God can make all things new. But just like us with the doctor, we've got to apply what the doctor tells us to do, otherwise we're in the same state. I'll be honest, the VA, man, they, here, take these pain meds. I, I haven't listened to that. Thank you, I appreciate it. But when it comes to serious spiritual situations, God wants us to apply what he has told us, what he's prescribed to us to heal our hearts. 
to remedy the situation in our life. And I truly believe that this message applies to us this morning. Many of us are in this state, and many of us have done this. I have done this until it is revealed, hey, you've got to go and take this treatment. You've got to apply this treatment. And it is the same situation that God wants in our life. We've got to do something about it for him to work. Amen. We're going to go to Joshua chapter 10, verse 5. If we feel comfortable in doing so, can we stand to our feet to honor, honor the pure and true word of God? Therefore, the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, Israel did not have Jerusalem at the time, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon gathered themselves together and went up. They and all their hosts, that means their soldiers, their armies, their chariots, their archers, and they encamped before Gibeon and made war against it. If we feel comfortable in doing so, can we close our eyes and lift our hands and put our Bibles down? And can we just allow God to move in the remainder of this service? Let the word that is sharper than any two-edged sword begin to slice away what we need healed. Amen. Lord God of Jacob, we thank you for the service we've had thus far and how you have moved in this place. God, your intentions are coming to fruition. Your plans are being implemented. And God, I believe that you are going to work in the hearts of your sons and daughters this morning. Help us to realize that there are some things that we have to let go in order to be healed, in order to be made new, in order for you to move. God, we've got to let some things go. And God, let's Somebody have the faith and trust to let go here this morning in the name of Jesus. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Amen. You may be seated. This morning I like to preach this particular thought. The death of five situations. Of five situations. In this particular text, Joshua and the children of Israel are moving through their campaign into the land flowing with milk and honey. As was said just a few minutes ago, for us to get our blessings and promises and healings, God requires us to do something. We have to be proactive. If God says do it, we've got to do it in order to be blessed. We know that the children of Israel took down Jericho. They had a little bit of an issue with the city of Ai. There were some casualties, but they eventually took the city. And I am telling you, when God moves, it gets the attention of the enemy. When God does something in your life to change it, rearrange it, and there is fruit that is produced, the enemy wants everything and begins to throw everything in your life to throw you off and to destroy the fruit that was produced. Amen. Except Gibeon. Gibeon, I would like to say, was probably one of the wisest cities in this campaign. We know Rahab was wise. She said, I know about your God. Save me. Gibeon... Kind of a little bit of a little bit of tricked Israel, but they dressed as Bedouins. These are people that move across the desert and live out of tents. They're they kind of nomadic people. They're in Israel today. And they dressed themselves as Bedouins and they went to Israel and said, Hey, you know, hey, let's uh 
can you all be kind to us? Can you, can you not destroy Gibeon? Is that okay? But they kind of tricked Israel with being Bedouins until Israel moved into the city of Gibeon three days later and the deception was revealed. And so Israel said, why did you deceive us? Well, we know your God destroys our friends. And, and I don't want to be destroyed. And so the children of Israel said, okay, we won't destroy you. We'll allow you to carry our water and to cut our timber and carry our logs. But at the same time, we will make a covenant with you. If anybody comes against you, then we will protect you. So brings us to the five kings of Canaan. We named the cities from Jerusalem to Eglon. And they got together in their war council. And they said, hey, did you hear about Jericho? Yeah, we heard about Jericho. They were utterly destroyed. Did you hear about AI? Yeah, they were destroyed. So the kings got together and said, we can destroy these people that came out of the Sinai. We can overtake them, not a problem. So the five kings, just like the devil and the enemy, when we become blessed, they begin to consolidate their forces. Oh, did they know of the war that they were about to start. Oh, did they know that God was going to give them a war they wouldn't believe. Amen. And Gibeon was smart. And it's too bad that throughout biblical history, people didn't understand this. It is not wise to come against the people of God. It's not wise to come against the anointed of God. Amen. Jericho didn't listen. All these peoples didn't listen. It's too bad that some children went against Elisha and realized that their consequence is going against the anointing of God. Amen. It's too bad that Korah didn't understand. I can't go against the anointing of God, which was Moses. Amen. There's consequences to the action. But Gideon, Gibeon, yeah, they were wise. They just didn't want to be destroyed. I wouldn't want to either. So the five armies of the major cities plot against Gibeon, and they start to move against Gibeon because it knows that it, they can get to Israel that way. So can you imagine in your mind's eye these five armies that come together, and they're beginning to roll around in their, in their infantry and their chariots and their archers, and, man, they're looking big and bad and scary, and we are going to conquer you. And Gibeon sends a help. Israel, please help us. Here comes the five armies of Canaan. We need help. Do you remember that covenant we made? I need you to go ahead and do that. So you have this massive battle that begins to transpire right outside the city of Gibeon. The forces of Israel, some of the Gibeonites begin to fight, and these five armies. But nothing is too difficult for our God. His timing is perfect in the midst of the battle. We may have to fight for ourselves for just a little bit, but just you wait. God is ready for you to tag in. God is ready to tag in and say, don't you worry, daughter. I'm going to be jumping in, and I'm going to let them know what I'm made of. There's saying, son, don't you worry. Tag in. Come on, tag in. Let me go in there and fight and show him my strong right hand. And here this morning, many of you are surrounded by the five armies of Canaan, the five armies of your situations, the five armies of the forces of hell. But God is saying, tap in, begin to submit, and realize that I am your man of war. Amen. So, May I say that the five armies didn't do too well. <laughs> it was a great slaughter. Not the Israelites, but the, four, the five armies of Canaan. 
There was such a slaughter, Joshua said, now listen, I'm not on an eight-hour day or a 10-hour day or a 12-hour day, God. We're going to need some more sunlight to finish this battle. So God says, Joshua, don't you worry. God held the sun for an additional day. That means it did not set. So the children of Israel could destroy the five kings' armies. I remember reading a long time ago there was a NASA uh, astronomer that was trying to figure out or guesstimate, you like that official scientific word, guesstimate? They were trying to figure out the, the life of the universe and the life of Earth. And they put in this formula, they put in this algorithm, and they forgot to put in the sun being held for an additional day. And then the formula worked out. Amen. And so you even have science that proves it. Documentation that proves it. Amen. So there was such a slaughter that the day continued, and the armies of Canaan were being slaughtered. God says, okay, you've tapped in, and God began to run, uh, rain down stones from heaven and hailstone from heaven to try to hurry up the process and slaughter the enemy. Some of you are fighting at this moment in the midst of your warfare, but God is ready to show up and show out right here and right now in the midst of your battle. So let's just say that the, the five kings learned who the God of Israel was. He is the shaper of the world. Only if they knew that their gods of stone, the gods of wood, and the gods of fine jewelry had nothing compared to the God of Israel. Now listen to this. The five kings fled, and they hid in a cave in the latter part of the campaign. And the reconnaissance, the scouts came to Joshua and said, Joshua, the kings are hiding in a cave. He said, no worries. We'll handle it. I want you to roll giant stones over that cave, and we'll come back and deal with them. So Joshua, or the children of Israel, rolled a giant stone in this cave where the five kings were until Joshua can deal with it. Amen. The battle ended. The five kings, were the five kings armies were destroyed. And Joshua just left the kings in the cave, right? No. And this is where we fall into our situation. Listen to me this morning. Many of us have problems, situations, emotions, trauma, heartache, abuse, pain that we just throw into a cave and roll a rock, but we don't deal with it. What would have been the problem? Joshua could have just left them in the cave. But what would have happened if they dug themselves out? They would have built another army, and they would have come against Israel again. But that happens to some of us that there are things that God has moved into the cave, but he wants us to finish it off and deal with it. But we just leave it stoned up in a cave to come and face us later on in life. It could be abuse, heartache. Disappointments, suicidal ideations, addiction, lust, pride. We throw it in a cave and we throw a rock over it just like Joshua and the kings of Israel, but we don't deal with it. We don't allow God to deal with it and we let it reside in the caves of our life, in the chambers of our hearts, instead of allowing God to be the man of war to destroy it. Amen. Joshua chapter 10, 
verses 20 through through 27. But that it may be a witness between us and you and our generations after us that we might do the service of the Lord before him with our Amen. I'm sorry. It it looks like it was uh, plugged in incorrectly, which it does happen. It's going to be Joshua chapter 10, verses 20 through through 27, please. I will start as they're getting it plugged in. It happens. Amen. Joshua chapter 10, verse 22. Then said Joshua, in reference to the kings hiding in the cave, open the mouth of the cave and bring out those five kings unto me out of the cave. We have to have the faith and the determination in God to open up the cave. I know it may be scary. I may, it may be unnerving that you have to deal with the past pains. But if God is with you, he will take care of it. He said, open up in the five kings out of the cave. Verse 23. And they did so and brought forth those five kings unto him out of the cave. The king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. Next verse, please. And it came to pass when they brought out those kings unto Joshua, that Joshua called for all the men of Israel and said unto the captains of the men of war, which went with him, come near, put your feet upon the necks of these kings. And they came near and put their feet upon the necks of them. See, if God desires for us to handle our past, to deal with our past, we can't just leave it in the cave. We can't just leave it stoned up. And we can't just pull them out and just have a conversation with them. We, by the, in the name of Jesus, in the confidence in Jesus, have to take authority over the situation. Why did he put the foot on the neck? Because a head represents authority. In all creatures, great and small, the head is the authority over the body, and it is the same thing spiritually. We've got to put our spiritually, our spiritual foot on the neck of our enemy in the name of Jesus. We've got to allow God to put it to death once and for uh, once and forever. Otherwise, if it just sits there and resides, it'll multiply, and we will have to do it again. We've got to take the authority and be sick and tired of being sick and tired of what is hiding in our cave and we've got to put the foot on the head of our enemy and we've got to allow God to put it to death forever. I believe that this altar is a place of death but we place it in our cave. Unforgiveness. That bitterness. That condemnation. When God says, will you allow me to go in and take care of business? No, God, it's, it's too frightening. I don't want to have to even deal with it. And God says, you're not going to have to. I just want you to roll it away, put your foot on the neck, and allow me to take care of it. Amen. Next verse, please. And Joshua said unto them, fear not. Nor be dismayed. God does not give the spirit of fear. I hope that everybody is listening this morning. He does not give you the spirit of fear in the midst of this battle, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And I really like in this connotation that power parts. He has given you power and of love and a sound mind in the midst of this fight against your enemy. What is hiding in your cave this morning? And God just says, roll it away and allow me to handle, take care of business. 
Joshua could have left him, but they would have seen him later on in life. Amen. Be strong and of good courage. Uh, how many times have we heard that from Deuteronomy all the way to Joshua? Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. I need to be reminded, and I'm up here preaching. God, I need to be strong and of good courage, for God is with me. Amen. For thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom you fight. Oh, my goodness. Are you saying that God fights for me? (laughs) Are you saying that even though there's many that surround me, there's more for me than those that are against me? Did you say that if God opens the eyes of the servant, I see that there's chariots of fire and angels for me so I could have the faith to roll away the stone in the darkest recesses of my heart, which is the cave and your pain is hiding, and God wants to deal with it. And we have had to have that strength and encouragement spiritually to put our foot right on the neck of the enemy. Amen. Next verse, please. And afterward, Joshua smote them. That means he killed them. Let me ch- I'm sorry, I was just translating Old English. He killed them. I mean, smote sounds really old and epic. He smote them. Or I have smited thee. Sorry, continue. He killed them. Go ahead. And hanged them on five trees. <sighs> Why? Took care of the leadership. Took care of that ungodly authority, Brother George. But why the trees? Because it was a memorial. It was a testimony. And it was a reminder of every enemy coming against Israel. This is what happens when you come against the children of the God of Israel. And I'm telling you that we should have memorials of God putting to death things in our life because this altar is a place of death. When I was baptized in Jesus' name, I was baptized in his death and resurrected as a new creature. We need to put things to death and allow it to be a memorial that every fallen angel walks by within this city and even in the sanctuary and be like, oh, there's that spirit of anger. He's hanging on a tree. Ooh, that God fights for him. I better, I better go down the streets. Testimonies and memorials that are left. What was left? Our smitten enemy. I like that word. Amen. Next verse, please. And they were hanging upon the trees until the evening. And it came to pass at the time of the going down of the sun that Joshua commanded, and they took them down off the trees. And cast them into the cave wherein they had been hid. Mm. Wow. Mm. Continue. And, and laid great stones in the cave's mouth, which remain until this very day. There was one of my three trips to Israel. I asked our tour guide, hey, where are those caves at? I want to go see where those kings are. Still haven't been able to find it. Joshua ordered them to be taken off the tree and they're just thrown in the cave, and those stones there, so they're forever. They were already dead. Did he need the stones? Those stones, in turn, represented, I'm going to forget about it. 
I don't even want to be curious of looking back into the mouth of the cave in my life. And God here this morning wants you to put to death the five situations that have arisen in your family, your marriages, your life, your walk with God. It requires you to have the faith to open up the mouth of the cave. You go in there in the name of Jesus uh, and you snatch up what it is. You bring it to this altar and let it be put to death. Uh, and you put your foot right on the authority of the spirit, uh, the emotion, the pain, the heartache, uh, and you allow it to be put to death uh, and allow it to be a memorial of what God has done that every prince of this city and every fallen angel will know what our God has done. And when we are said and done, I want to throw it in the cave, throw some rocks on it for good measure because I want it to be forgotten. Can somebody give our God a hand of praise here this morning? Amen. Can we stand to our feet? Uh, and I want somebody to be loosened of what is hiding in the cave. I don't know where my wife is. If somebody could find her, please. God has moved this morning. God has moved in our praise and worship. But God wants to really work in our hearts uh, and let somebody have the faith to let things go. And I know that I'm speaking to a multitude here that there are things that you have hidden within your cave thinking the rock will stop them. But God is saying they're going to get out eventually. But I want you to have the faith to grab them up, pull them out, uh, put your foot on their authority in the name of Jesus uh, and put them to death. Can we close your eyes and lift our hands? We need authority in this place, a determination in this place, a combative spirit in this place to go into the very sensitive and personal places of your heart and allow God to put them to death. Jesus. Oh God, begin to move in this place. God, begin to move on the youngest to the oldest that have seen things that they should have never seen as a young person, heard things, experienced things, the abuse uh, that have been uh, hidden in the cave. But God, tonight, or excuse me, this morning is a place uh, where you are beginning to rearrange uh, the chambers of their heart and you can allow them to put it to death. God, begin to move into this place. That's it. Somebody begin to let go. Somebody begin to let go. Somebody begin to let go. These altars are open. We'll pray for you. Let somebody have the faith uh, to open up the cave of their hearts. Oh, God, move into this place. Oh, God, rearrange the circumstance. Oh, God, I want somebody delivered. I want somebody to be truly delivered. You don't have to carry it, child of God. You don't have to carry it, sons and daughters of the Most High. God, move into this place. Jesus. Jesus. That's it. We are the children of the Most High.
We're not going to formally dismiss visitors. It was such a pleasure to have you this morning. I pray that you were blessed. We'll see you tonight at 6 p.m. We have many that are praying. Please, if we want to have conversations, take it out to the foyer. Visitors, it was so good to see you. And it was an honor to pray with you this morning. These altars are open, and I know there's more than those are here. There are many that need a breakthrough. Jesus, have your way, God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. to cleanse